T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. We try to peel back the curtain on the show within this podcast once a week, and you can always download it by going to our iTunes feed, search Permission Granted, or the normal DA Show iTunes feed, or it's on our website. Just simply check out On Demand, daoncbs.com. Whereas we did a great disservice to our listeners last week, Atlanta Radio Row, we did not have a PGP for the first time ever when both you and I were doing the show together we have missed a PGP before, but only because either you or I were out. Not true. Really? Same thing happened last year in Minnesota. We planned on it, and then we never had an opportunity uh, to tape it. Okay. I so. kept track of that. That's why I felt less bad about this year. So we have now two years running, no PGP Super Bowl week. No Super Bowl week, which is probably not a good excuse, but to back up the listeners, there's just a lot going on at Radio Row. It's the most chaotic week we will have all year. Right, and there's not a lot of, you know, we have five studios here or six studios at our fingertips where usually we could find one. There were a lot of other shows taping stuff both during and after our show and a lot of things going on where there's just, it's hard to, especially with everything going on, find a half an hour to tape a podcast where somebody else won't need it for something they might consider of higher priority of an interview or such. Yeah, because on Radio Row, we don't have availability of studios. It's all on Radio Row. And so there are other shows that have to jump into the set. There's other shows that are taping guests for use later on in the day. So it's just kind of a chaotic, huge scene. And so taping a PGP, it just, it's very problematic when we're on, on remote for an entire week. Correct. Now, and maybe that's our problem. Maybe we should have thought ahead. Maybe there was some kind of, you know, podcast we could have put out where it was a collaboration of maybe best of things or something like that to just give the listener something. Perhaps that was on us. You. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I thought this was a joint collaboration. But if we're just going to throw me under the bus, sure. Well, if we had a PGP last week, we would have talked about huge freeze because huge made the trip to Atlanta. Was he? He's the Cal Ripken of PGPs. We're going to mention him what in 50 straight now. Well, he had been banned from the show. Obviously the retirement ceremony was amazing. We have not really responded or reacted to the retirement ceremony because we didn't have a, we did not have a PGP last week. Oh, good point. So let's start there. <laughs> Huge's retirement ceremony was better than we could have ever imagined. Yeah, a ton of emotion in the house for sure. Everything from the jersey actually retiring to the soundtrack of the day to the uh, the people who could not be there. Everything went, I think, better than planned. I thought that the tributes were amazing. Kristen Ledlow's was great. Paul Allen for the Vikings, hysterical. 
but I really think that Joey Waller stole the show. Waller doing a Breaking Bad News bit about being banned from the show forever, Waller crushed it. Waller understood the moment and understood the magnitude, and I think took it very seriously because of his constant pointing out that he had... Uh, taking ownership of 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 huge. scouting Robbie, scouting Robbie, discovering Robbie, and you know that was a theme, if you will, in all of the people that couldn't be True. there. If you notice, Kristen Ledlow taking credit for finding Robbie, Joey Waller taking credit for finding Robbie. I think even a, a tinge of Paul Allen taking credit for finding Robbie. A lot of people wanting to take credit for somebody who hasn't really accomplished much here. <laughs> also, Robbie rose to the occasion. Robbie's performances, singing-wise, on his retirement ceremony were the best singing performances, some of the best all year. Oh, there's no question. And as a matter of fact, a little behind the scenes of Radio Row Week, you and myself checked into our Airbnb, which is a beautiful apartment we had. We each had some TVs, some smart TVs in our room. And within the first three minutes of us checking in, I had played around my TV and I'd gone right to YouTube. And sure enough, uh, right there in queue, I mean, that's how popular this retirement ceremony was. I clicked on Robbie singing my way and I cranked it up on the sound bar in the bedroom. And we weren't five minutes of putting down luggage and we had heard Robbie singing and we're replaying the retirement ceremony in our Airbnb to start the week. And we were cracking up. I mean, cracking up. So Robbie, this is why I love Robbie. He rose to the occasion. He had his best performance when it mattered most. Bogish holding the jersey by the ropes for the entirety of him singing my way struggling was such a moment of all time and then actually having a huge freeze vikings jersey risen to the rafters in our studio was just about the funniest thing I could have ever imagined. And shot so well by the team at WatchDA.com. And yeah. by team, I mean Andrew Kaplan and yes. Troy Caster. Yeah. They did a great job really capturing the moment. And you really felt like you were at Madison Square Garden. Totally. You were at the old L.A. Forum. It looked like the roof was so high up as we as we raised the rafters. And mind you, it looked about 10 feet, really, in real life. So that really touched it. Cap does this amazing shot. If you go back and watch on YouTube... You just search huge freeze retirement ceremony. Oh, until you got to search. Yes. You will see this shot where he's panning the entire studio and the jersey is hanging. And it looks like he's panning the Chicago Stadium <laughs> as Jordan has his number retired or something like that. It is so perfect and so great. So I loved it. Whole thing was a total success. It was so great. Then we had huge down in Atlanta last week. And huge. Yes, we did. I don't know really why he was down there besides I guess he's got some family in Atlanta and just decided to come down for the action because he wasn't working. Yeah, but I believe his thought was he was going to network, you know, turn his recent rise in popularity into perhaps meeting the right people down there. However, when you're only hanging around me and you, I don't know that you're necessarily networking. Yeah, but I will say that it was fun to have him around. He picked us up. We went out to dinner with him a couple times. I think two dinners with him. No, it was one dinner... Well, one dinner and then the media party. And then the media party. So Monday night and Tuesday night, we we drove huge, brought uh, got us and brought us to dinner and back because we didn't have a car. We were using Ubers the whole way. Correct. And then took us to get drinks or it took me to get drinks and you were in another car following and changed the location of where we were getting drinks. Yes. 
which really threw everybody off. But, you know, overall, you, you appreciate his driving there. I ended up at the wrong place, sitting down, getting ready to get my first beer, and then you texted me, oh, we didn't go to the original place. Come follow us. Yeah, come follow us. And I'll just say, Robbie took us to a Twin Peaks, was where he wanted to go, which when you think high class and huge freeze and where you would celebrate a great career like you, just you think Twin Peaks. Which is like a Hooters knockoff. Yes. It's like a Hooters meets the great outdoors. Yeah, right. But I had I had fun with Robbie down there, and Robbie, we were like, boy, Chick Fil A is all over the place. It's so delicious. And he said, when I moved down here, you have no idea how much I ate it. <laughs> Could you imagine? He, I mean, he probably just crushed. He said he ate it like five times a week. Yes, and I believe he said he was going to package some up and try to stuff it in a suitcase to get back out of there. And there was one point where Robbie had managed to find his way into free Chick Fil A, and as we brought up on the show, flipped it over the guarding fence of Radio Row up to me as if. You know, I was a kid in the stands catching a ball from Don Mattingly in 1994. <laughs> That's what it took me back to. Snagged it out. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, Huge. It was great to see Huge in Atlanta. Really had a good time last week. And so now we kind of pivot because that was Super Bowl week to now what happens after the Super Bowl? Spring football alliance. So we're all into this alliance league, and I think it began as a lark because we kind of like the fringe of sports, like mid-major mothership. And the women's bracket that we had last year right. for March Madness. And now we have a football league that we're all in on. Yeah, and I could tell you the origins of our interest in this date back to the first year we were on evening, 6 to 10 Eastern, 3 to 7 Pacific. Okay. We had Brady Quinn on the show. And there was this idea of real spring football starting back then. Because there, remember that there was some type of like fly-by-night California yes. league. It was like four teams, maybe. Right, but it wasn't really televised. Not you had televised. to be in California to see it. And Brady Quinn, who was recently out of the NFL at the time, now is more years removed. And said, it was four players that had graduated college but didn't get drafted. It was right. a total like scouting league for the NFL for undrafted players. And Brady Quinn brought this up and said that we really there is hunger for spring football and the players themselves who maybe want their second chance in the NFL would love it. And it led to a conversation on the show, and I'll forget that night, and we all kind of were like, I'd like to see spring football again. And then fast forward, you get the 30 for 30 on the XFL two years ago, which piqued Charlie Ebersole's interest. And we thought, you know, we heard rumors of the XFL coming back, but here comes the Alliance of American Football. Then there's the natural tie-in with them having a CBS TV deal. Then they start releasing names. We have Steve Spurrier on the show. Guests have been given to us. And little by little, it went from, oh, look at this cute league starting to, where do I get my bets in? Where do I get my merchandise? <laughs> and please, who's coming over for opening night? We had Brady Quinn on, and I said, would you have any interest in playing in a spring football league if it was, like, for guys that had been just out of the NFL? And he said, absolutely. I would love it. There's a bunch of guys like me. So we were like, wow, that, that could kind of work then if, if real players wanted to keep playing. And like you said, the documentary started to, to flow, and then this alliance – they got a deal with CBS Sports Network to broadcast some games, so there was this natural tie-in. And now we're going to have a Lions signing day tomorrow on Thursday where we're going to pick our Lions team. Fired up. We have all the hats laid out in front of us. We'll be able to pick our teams. And we're going to be doing an Alliance primetime as a throwback, as a tip of the cap to the NFL primetime back in ESPN and uh, Chris Berman, Tom Jackson days with the same music, 
I don't know how it's going to work radio-wise because that was a TV show. Right. It's a little different because you could talk over the highlights. I think it's going to be kind of talking into and right out of the highlights, but at a fast-paced motion the way primetime worked is kind of how I envision it. I like that idea. And I got to say, it started out as this kind of ha-ha, wink-wink, fringe sports to now, thank God we have football this weekend. I agree. And look... If I could just make a, a public a- announcement here. Please. There is this idea, and I sense it from some people around the newsroom, too, when you and I are getting really geeked out over this. Because we are. It, it kind of, For me, the XFL will always hold a close place to my heart because uh, I was a kid. I loved spring football, and I didn't really get it at the time that it was bad football, so I missed it when it was gone. And I get the idea of, like, bad football. But there are these people who I think out there that exist that are kind of mocking this idea of, like, why would you be into this? And for that answer, I'd be... My my simple answer response back is, why wouldn't you be into this, right? Don't we love football? We talk about football year-round, and if you're in this business, you're a sports radio listener, aren't don't you want to watch football or be interested? And maybe committing a whole weekend when you just committed 20 of them and you have to take your wife to the mall, I get it. But there's so much digital access now, so many ways to maybe not have to watch games live if you can't get in front of a TV that... Football is awesome. You all love football, so why wouldn't you want to give this league a chance and be all in on it? Well, I think that it's easy to scoff at it because if it's a disaster, like the football's really bad, the organization's really bad, you know, if the product just looks terrible, then it's easy to laugh at. But if the product looks pretty good, it's on TNT, it's on NFL Network, and it's on CBS Sports Network, I think the broadcasts are going to look good. If the football follows and it's pretty good and they don't disband or they don't have major bankruptcy problems, then I think it's going to be easy to get into it because it's very accessible on television and it's going to have real players like Trent Richardson and Aaron Murray are in this league. Those are real NFL players. As we were going over, I could tell you right now, Stephen Hill was a big Georgia Tech receiver, drafted by the Jets, went to the Panthers. He got cut this week in final cuts. I've been following the roster cutdowns. Wow. How lost I am. Scott Tolzien, as you mentioned, former Wisconsin quarterback, Packer, he got cut. Real guys that we know are getting cut. They had ro- real roster cutdowns. They went from 75 to 52. They had real training camp. They played real preseason games. This isn't the UFL where they're just throwing a bunch of people in Omaha and Hartford saying, go get them. There is structure here. There's a reason that players are on certain rosters. There's real general managers. There's real coaches. This is great. We're all in. And the NFL Network now has jumped on. How many times are we you know, begging for you to make a corny joke on a top 10 on a Sunday night on a cold March night? Well, guess what? Now you got Sunday night football again. All it's missing is Carrie Underwood tapping those thighs. Let's go. So here we go. The DA show is all in on the alliance. Do you think we have the stamina to make it the entire season? Will there be 10 alliance primetimes on Mondays throughout the spring? Yes. I think there will be. There could be a point in time where we hit week six or seven and go, that was a rough weekend. You know, games are nine three. Because look, not every game is going to be crisp, awesome football. I'm sure. Of course. And when there's only four games and not sixteen games, you could have a week where you get four duds. And we could come in Monday and go, geez, that was a rough one for the league. I'm sure. But it's up to us now. If we are if we are providing the listeners with this content, and you're listening to the PGP now, you're listening to the DA show Monday through Friday, and because of National Alliance Day, maybe you pick a team and maybe you follow along. I think we owe it to you to stick with it. Because I'm telling you right now, whatever team I pick, I'm sure I'm gonna they're not gonna go ten and all. I'm gonna be ticked off after a loss, and my favorite coach might hear about it. Can you be emotionally invested in your team? I think I can 
from the standpoint of my NFL team, which has had plenty of success in my life, the Giants have gone 5-11, and 3-13 back here. So I'm starving for successful football. Uh-huh. So if I go now and I'm going to you know, forfeit family events to get invested and watch the team that I pick play spring football, I want them to succeed. If they're having a lousy season and I have another team that stinks, then, I, yeah, I'm going to be emotionally invested in it. So... Uh, and I hope that fans and listeners will be as emotionally invested as the rest of us. I hope you're emotionally invested. You often we'll say, we'll you see. often say, DA, you know, you've kind of lost some fanhood other than the Mets with being. I hope the Alliance brings some childhood fandom back to you. <laughs> you you've often talked about the USFL. I hope you, that touches you. And I will tell you this: there's been enough negativity in Pete the Body Bilotti's left. You know, whatever team Pete, he picks is going to stink. They're going to finish in last place. So I, I think there's an opportunity to be emotionally into it, and I hope I hope I am. I hope I'm annoyed on a Monday because my offensive coordinator, you know, messed up some play calling. Or I hope I'm jubilant because I just laid a 40-burger on my rival. Like, that's what I want, okay? Well, how do we know what the rivals are? Well, I'm sure we're going to determine that pretty early on. You know, <laughs> okay. a team goes for two, runs up a score, next thing you know, you hate them forever. <laughs> Well, actually, they all have to go for two. There is no extra points, but you get my drift. Oh, is that right? No kickoffs, no extra points. No, and if you want me just to give you this, there's no kickoffs, so you're going to start at the 25. There's no extra points. Every team goes for two, so two-point conversions going to matter. I like matter. that. And if you want an onside kick, you have a conversion play. So if you score late and you I want to try an onside kick, I, I think it's a play where you it's have fourth to— fourth and 10. It's f- I think fourth it's, and 15. I think it's 20. No, I think it's fourth and 15. Fourth and 15. You have to convert, and if you get that, you get the ball back, which uh, you know I think has often been questioned in the NFL if you eliminate the kickoff— how would you get the ball back in the NFL? And remember, the NFL stole, if you remember the 30 for 30, you didn't steal, took a lot of the innovations the XFL had totally. and used it. So I wonder if some of this alliance stuff, you, know, you get it on the ground floor and get used to it now, might be coming to the NFL in the future. So bogish as Berman, I think that could be a real winner. It has to be. You as Jackson is a slam dunk because you actually care about this league. Yeah, I, I really think I'm cut out to be an analyst in this league. And me as Bill Pito slash Mike Florio. This is, I mean, how could you not be Bill Pito, Bill Pito slash Mike Florio? Pito did highlights. I won't do highlights. I'll be more of the Florio third man of the set and kind of talk about the right. overarching themes of the weekend. Right. And I'm working on getting sources, and I will share those sources okay, with you within good. the league. Like, I've already been told Michael Vick was nowhere to be found in training camp for the Atlanta Legends. That's rough. Which, he's I mean, the offensive The coordinator. offensive coordinator. If he's really not there installing a game game plan that worries me while other coaches are taking it serious but yeah there's going to be plenty of alliance information week in and week out and we're going to be on top of it and look Mike Mayock is now the general manager of the Raiders remember this podcast now that's true eight years from now if I'm you know the GM of the Birmingham Iron you're going to look back and go well he deserved it because he was in on that working up and maybe I'm the one making those roster moves down the line It's happening. We're going to use that music for Alliance Primetime coming up here Mondays on the DA Show. Take a hike. (laughs) Side B coming up. You going to talk to Bogus about being the new Berman? Sure. Let's do it. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of Side B on the Permission Granted podcast and the executive producer of the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Well, 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 you just heard that nice tease after Side A between DA and I. And of course, in typical DA Show fashion, 
things can go awry. So Andrew Bogus, the now new Chris Berman of AAF Primetime on the DA show, will not be joining me here on Side B because as we planned on taping this, there was a little situation with a couple other people calling out sick and Andrew Bogus wearing a couple different hats. So the bogeyman, he'll have to wait for the permission to get a podcast and hopefully next week we'll talk to him about the Alliance of American Football. So when you go down the list of DA show characters, if you will, where do we find a good quick pinch hitter? Where do we find somebody to pop off the bench, rip a double into the gap, and fill in for an Andrew Bogus on the side B? Well, we turn to none other than Joey Waller, who was just mentioned on side A for having the best tribute, we believe, to huge freeze on his send-off, and we'll get into that and more with Joey Waller now. Joey, how are you? Good morning, Shawnee. Good morning, Joseph. Well, i got to get right into it. DA in a long list of Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Kristen Ledlow from NBA TV, Jacob Wilkins, uh, Geo from Boomer and Geo. Everybody had their farewells and sorry they couldn't be theirs for huge freeze, Robbie Rosenhaus, but yours was the consensus All-American number one Take you inside your thoughts and saying farewell to Robbie and having great lines uh, throughout really getting it and grasping a little breaking bad news. Well, first of all, I appreciate that. That's rather heavy company. Secondly, before we go any further, I sound like Tom Carvel this morning. I apologize from those old Fudgy the Whale commercials, <laughs> which at least people here in the New York area hopefully get that joke uh, because I'm a little under the weather, a little hoarse. But anyway, uh, now I really appreciate that. It, it appears, am I right, that the Phoebe Cates reference is what put my goodbye over the top, yes? For me, it did, absolutely. But I, I do think D.A. loved the idea that, you know, the good news is and the bad news is anytime you do a little show tie-in, D.A. is a sucker for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that seemed like a natural. But the Phoebe Cates has taught me a lesson here, which is that uh, – in that great scene where she's nude by the pool in Fast Times at Ridgemont High and they show uh, Judge Reinhold up in the window there uh, enjoying it, if you will, apparently uh, he had a lot of company because it seems everybody got the reference. Everybody did. <laughs> it's just so typical of you, Joey, to have to bring up a nude scene as we say goodbye to a, you know, a 300-pound mam- mammoth of a man who could sing like Sinatra. And also your Donka Shane line in your farewell uh, was hysterical as well, where you know, you bring up a good point about Robbie. Who the heck still knows the words to a Wayne Newton song? Yeah, I mean, that's before my time, never mind yours and his. Uh, I, I think guess, that brings I, I, up... Well, I was going to say, I guess Wayne Newton made that cameo in Vegas Vacation, if you uh, you know love that movie. Yeah, that's a ref- reference, actually, that I don't get, but that's fine. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see Vegas Vacation? Were you not a Chevy Chase fan? Uh, to me, the only vacation is the original. What about Christmas yeah. Vacation? Christmas Vacation is better than the original vacation. Uh, for Joey Waller, one vacation, one meet the parents. I don't want to hear about the Fockers, the sons of the Fockers. You know, you're, 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 you're beating a dead horse after that. No, no sequels for me. Okay, you know what? That's interesting. So that's, good. that's a direct good tie-in without you meaning it. DA has broached this situation on the show. Where without Huge Freeze, a.k.a. Robbie Rosenhaus, a.k.a. the Sultan of uh, Songhood, we have a void now. We have room, as I put it on the show, for one more max contract. Another talent to seize at the trade deadline. And you found, Robbie, you've taken a lot of bows for that. There can't be a sequel, I guess, to Robbie if we're going by movie lines. Or do you think there, uh, there will be room in 2019 to find that next, if you will, 
cusp of greatness human that could appear on the show. Hmm. Interesting. So the capologists are at work as we speak, then trying to figure out who can fit into that spot salary-wise. Right? right, and early talks and early indications, or you know, as you will, the ownership of the DA show has discussed the possibility of broadening a role for one Marco Belletti, who you're familiar with, who has some famous drops on the DA show. Do you think Marco could fit an expanded role, maybe leaving a roster that uh, you know isn't necessarily playoff bound? Absolutely, Marco is. Very sneaky funny. Uh, His sense of humor is a lot like uh, a Sid Fernandez fastball for those 86 Mets. It wasn't the velocity per se. It was the way, you know, his delivery kind of hid the ball and it snuck up on the hitter. That's Marco's sense of humor. You don't necessarily expect it. You know, he's sitting there pissing and moaning, getting ready for that first update on the overnight shift, talking about how, you know, uh, woes me type of thing because he does that in a charming way. I think that's Marco's charm. You know, we all <laughs> love the fact that Marco has a way of just bringing it home. You know, my life sucks. You know, that, yeah. Nobody embraces their life sucking quite like Marco, which I think right. there's something to be said for. A lot of people's lives suck. They may hide it with laughs or really complain, but I've never seen somebody not really complain but just love that their life sucks as much as Marco. Right. So I think it 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 basically generates a respect that we all have for Marco that he seems to be at peace with that, right? Correct. Correct. Well, yeah. okay. But so he, he, No, I, I, excuse me. I do, no, but to answer your question, I'm sorry. I do think um, he would absolutely be a good tech candidate. Knows his sports, as Mad Dog would say, uh, knows his sports, right? And definitely has a good sneaky sense of humor. He had that line, what was it? I hope I can think of it now, just several weeks ago. Where, um, oh, it was actually over Thanksgiving break. Boy, does my voice, speaking of sucking, I mean, how bad is my voice? I know, jeez, Joe. Really, it's annoying me. I'm sure it's annoying the audience, so I do apologize. It's certainly annoying me. Yes, but um, it was several weeks ago during uh, holiday season when we were sitting in the newsroom marveling at some of the rather, uh, shall we say, unfamiliar names that were hosting on the network. (laughs) Okay. You never know who's going to turn up on that network hosting schedule on a on a Christmas or a thanks or or a Christmas Eve or a, or a Thanksgiving or a Thanksgiving hey, Eve. I, as somebody who's been on that roster, it's like the NBA G League. You're just hoping to get noticed, right? And Marco had the line where he said uh, something to the effect of, uh, "Well, it's not surprising, or or I'm surprised that some of the people, uh, or it's always interesting to see." I guess with something to the effect of, it's always interesting to see who some of these holiday week hosts are going to be, considering that this is a place where two guys would be willing to wrestle naked out in the lobby to get a shot at hosting once in their He's life. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And that's what we'd be looking for on the DA show there. A little bit of that. Now, look, nobody's going to be able to replicate the singing. Like, that's a unique thing to Robbie, but... You're going to need somebody to step in, you know, do some funny bit. You know, you're a standard, you're a staple, the the Breaking Bad News, we wish we had you more of. You know, and you think about some of the other guys, Jacob Wilkins, it kind of feels like he's past his prime at this point. Really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, last time he was on the DA show, he bombed. DA set him up for a perfect bit from the baseball winter meetings, and I've never been more uncomfortable with somebody not being funny than Jacob Wilkins in that moment. Wow, interesting. Interesting that Jacob would be over the hill at all of, uh, you know, 33 years old or whatever. Well, look well, look what happened to Mark Pryor with the Cubs. Sometimes injuries will just ruin a once-rising career, 
And that could be happening with a Jacob Wilkins. But I, I mentioned this to DA when we were in Atlanta. I go, you know, a star, you may not have to find a star. A star may find you. It may be somebody we're not even mentioning right now that just might rise above in this newsroom. But for you, Joey, somebody who has his finger on the pulse of the newsroom between two radio stations, CBS Sports Radio and WFAN, I think you're kind of the head of scouting for the DA show now because of what happened with Robbie. And I think it would be on you now to kind of, you know, see above it, see if you find a diamond in the rough that maybe, you know, gets bumped up to AAA and we get a, you know, better look at. Wow, interesting. I'm very flattered. And uh, I'm going to get to work on that right away. One of the first things I think of when you say scouting for the DA show is, you know, you talked about Robbie having that one sort of go-to thing more than anything else, which was the singing. Maybe you don't find a great all-around star to fill his spot, but in the words of Billy Bean, maybe you find the guy who has the one great strength that you can capitalize on, you know, the on-base percentage, right? Good good point. Yeah. You find the guy who can bring that one strength that maybe the DA show doesn't have enough of right now. You know what? That's not a bad point, Joey, and I want to leave you with this kind of last nugget. It involves you. I wonder if maybe that maybe we could broaden your strengths in the show. Maybe I'm talking to the guy who now takes on a bigger role in the show this year. And I only say that because while I don't want to put you in a tough spot because I know, you know, the, the invite list is thin, you mentioned on the show that you are getting married. You discussed that. You called in the DA about the whole proposal. You went through a whole song and dance about what went on in the city. Meanwhile, you ended up proposing in front of your, you know, your smart TV at home. I don't know why we needed that whole song and dance, but what for those who and this may be mentioned in a past podcast but now because i know i could say i have been invited to the wedding there has been speculation that perhaps i might be involved in a speech of some sort am yes. i reading that correct oh not speculation you are on the the very the very short speakers list and we should just quickly point out to people that when i recently asked you a man who self-proclaimed goes to many weddings Boy, now I sound like Babe Ruth on Babe Ruth Day at Yankee I, Stadium. The voice know. is getting worse as we it speak. Is. It is. Um, I asked you, if you'll recall, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but it kind of ties in. I said to you, as a man who goes to many weddings, give me some do's and don'ts of things you like and don't like as a wedding guest. And one of the first things you said was, anybody that's speaking have them keep it short and get it out of the way early because nobody cares. Exactly. Exactly. And that <laughs> and was so a joke you about you need to take your own advice. I right? do. So I will accept this honor of speaking. Uh, I would question how many friends you actually have if I'm on that list, but that's neither here nor there. But perhaps <laughs> the lead up to me speaking at your wedding could become a potential, you know, post NFL season situation for the DA to DA show to investigate. And maybe that helps fill the void of a huge freeze. And it should also be noted for those of you listening that you know maybe want to get involved in the Waller wedding, this is a man who calls Wagner college basketball games, has done this, that, and the other thing involving college basketball. And though the problem here, Mr. Waller, you're getting married on the day of the Final Four. Right. And, you know, some people have asked me about that, about that potential conflict. And I said, listen, as long as neither Wagner, whose games I call, or Seton Hall, my alma mater, as long as they're not playing in the Final Four, and obviously fat chance of either of those things happening, unfortunately, um, you know, I, I think I'll be able to keep my concentrations where they need to be that day. However, the hall, no pun intended, where the marriage is taking place does in fact have a big sort of man cave type of a room with a pool table and a giant TV 
for those who simply have to get away from the wedding for a little while to watch Hmm. what's going on in the Final Four. Well, I would hope that'd be the case, Joey, and I'll leave you with this. I think you're a big fraud as a college uh, college basketball fan getting married on the night of the Final Four, but that's neither here nor there. I have a speech to get working on, and you have to go rest that voice. So I appreciate you joining. Continue to be the head of scouting, and uh, we'll see if you know we can make some things happen here in 2019 with the DA show with you, you know, at the helm, if you will. Well, thanks, as always, for having me on, and I'll leave you with this. If, if in fact, I do go from being the head of scouting to being the guy that I'm supposed to be scouting, um, it would be sort of a Brody Van Wagenen situation where I basically become Brody minus, of course, the perfect hair and the the uh, the model looks. Yeah, and I don't think Brody will ever sound the way you sounded as uh, <laughs> no. everybody's ears are dying. All right, Joseph, have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, later, Joe. All right, bro. All right, that'll do it for Side B, the PGP boy. You got everything there. A very hoarse Joey Waller on The Voice. He's apparently now the head of scouting. I I thought of that on a whim. He was sitting here in a job interview basically on the phone. And, you know, look, he has the track record for it. So if he's the head of scouting, maybe we find the next star. Uh, You know, America's got talent. The mothership's got talent. Maybe we play that kind of game on the DA show. A lot of good things to happen. And trust me, we will fill the void of huge freeze. I had him banned for the show for a reason. There is more talent out there to be had and found. And we will take care of that. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. It's Alliance of American Football opening weekend. Get involved. We will have you covered and be ready Monday on the DA Show for Alliance of American Football primetime as we get really engulfed in the highlights and get everything cooking as the post-NFL season on the DA Show begins. And when that begins, the craziness of the show truly, truly gets center stage. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS. Have a great week, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.